0: have come this far by faith we're not turning back are the promises of God real for you do you trust what God is doing in your life or are you filled with discontent and misery hopes and desires not fulfilled Let me read a scripture for you today. John, the 15th chapter. Let me begin with verse 5. I am the vine, and you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, He is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit... Showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands, and remain in his love. The lie of unconditional love from God has caused severe despair and disappointment in many of your lives. God's love is not unconditional. It's unfailing. His love is there for you. His promises are real for you if you simply do what He asks you to do. If you walk in obedience To the commands the Holy Spirit will quicken in your heart as they are found in the Scriptures. I encourage all of you to listen to the Sunday sermon for 12 11 2016. When I share with you the twofold work of Jesus. I could have just as easily named this sermon message, I'm done. When we're done with our issues, we're done with our unbelief, we're done with our despair, and we turn to Jesus, and we give over our lives to him, and we obey his commands as given in the scriptures, all of the promises are yes and amen. Second Peter tells us that the way we participate in the divine nature is through the precious promises. And every word of Scripture is a promise. <clears throat> every word of Scripture is a promise. I encourage you to read the Scriptures. Genesis To revelation. Spend time in the Scriptures, for there you will find the precious promises of God. They will be quickened to your heart by the Holy Spirit, and they will rescue you. I'm facing great difficulties with radio in my own personal life. I'm facing things that I cannot resolve. That are impossible. But I stand by faith on the promises that God has given to me. And each day I go into the prayer closet and I rejoice in those promises, knowing that they are true and that Jesus is faithful and He will do what He promised He would do. I want to share with you today, Chapter 10 from Pilgrim's Progress we need to read this I'm going to share with you from a book edited by C J Lovick this is the Pilgrim's Progress from this world to that which is to come it was first published Pilgrim's Progress 1678 it's been in continuous publication since then it ranks only second to the Bible in the number of copies that have been produced it is considered to be the number one allegory in the english language i want to share this with you as as the christmas holidays are coming upon us many of you are in despair over over what you will do for christmas You're in despair over the condition of your life. You're in despair over your children or your husband or your wife. You're in despair. This chapter is entitled Prisoners of Despair. Let me share it with you. And by the way, I'm using this with written permission by the editor. Now, I saw in my dream that they had not journeyed far beyond the river when the path parted. This made them a little sad, yet they dared not go out of the way. As their path proceeded away from the river, it became rough, and their feet were sore from their travelers. So the souls of the pilgrims were much discouraged because of the way and they wished for a smoother path. Soon they saw a little way ahead of them a pleasant-looking field called Bypath Meadow. It sat on the left side of the road, with a still marking an entrance into it. Then said Christian to Hopeful, If this meadow is right next to the way, let us step aside into it, let us walk there. Then they went to the stile to take a look and saw a path that followed alongside their rough way, just as on the other side of the fence. This is what they were hoping for. Here is an easier way to go, said Christian. Come, good hopeful, let's take this smooth path that follows right next to our difficult one. But what if this path should lead us out of the way, hopeful asked. Well, that's not likely, said Christian. Look, doesn't it go right next to our present path? So Hopeful, persuaded by Christian, followed after him over the stile into Bypath Meadow. After they'd started walking on the new path, they found it very easy on their feet. And looking ahead, they saw a man walking in the same direction as they were going. His name was Vain Confidence. They called to him and asked him where the path was leading, and he yelled back to them, To the celestial gate. See, said Christian, didn't I tell you? So they followed Vain Confidence down the path, but soon the night came, and darkness fell, and they lost sight of him. As for Vain Confidence, who could not see the way ahead of him, he fell into a deep pit that was put there on purpose by the prince of those grounds to catch vain glorious fools vain confidence was mortally injured when he fell into the pit now christian and hopeful heard him fall so they called up ahead to see if he was all right but they got no answer but they could hear the sound of his groaning then hopeful asked now what should we do but christian was silent regretting that he had led him out of the way and then began a torrential rain with fierce thunder and lightning and the water rose and hopeful groaned in himself saying oh that i had kept on the true way who could have thought that this path would lead us astray hopeful continued i was afraid it might from the very first and that is why i gave you a gentle caution." I would have spoken more firmly but you are older than I good brother don't be offended Christian said soothingly I'm sorry I'm sorry I've urged you out of the way that I put you into such imminent danger pray my brother please forgive me I did not do it with any evil intent and hopeful said warmly be comforted my brother I forgive you and I believe that this will work out for our good. Christian responded, I'm glad I'm traveling with with a merciful brother, but we must not stand here. Let's try to get back where we left the true path. But good brother, let me lead the way but christian offered no if you please let me go ahead of you so that i can be the first to meet any danger since i was the one to blame for our present circumstances no hopeful replied you should not go first since your mind is troubled you might lead us in the wrong direction just then they heard an encouraging voice say set your heart toward the highway even the way that you went turn again but by the time but by this time the waters had arisen making it very dangerous to go back the way they had come i thought then that it's easier to go out of the way that we are on than to go back onto it when we are off the way we stop a moment it's always easier to go forward on the wrong path than to go back on the right path there's always great danger in going back to the right path people will disagree they'll call you names they'll say you've lost your mind they'll say don't do that come on we're doing great together they'll call you a fanatic but you must go back and get on the right path but despite the risk they began retracing their steps back to where they had first entered the wrong path and after nearly a dozen near drownings and because the darkness made it impossible to see anything they decided to find a place of shelter where they could wait out the storm until daybreak After they found a suitable shelter, they soon fell asleep in utter exhaustion. But remember, they're still on the wrong path. The warning that Bunyan is giving is don't go to sleep on the wrong path. Don't stop until you're back on the right path. Don't make excuses. Get back to the right path. Repent quickly pray the lord's protection get back to the right path not far from the place where they lay sleeping stood a castle it was called doubting castle the owner of this castle was giant despair and it was on his ground that they were now sleeping and again i must stop on whose ground are you today Do not sleep on the devil's ground. Don't sleep when you're in sin and there's guilt hanging over your heart. Get right with Jesus. Do whatever you must do, but get right with Jesus. Get back on the right path. So you followed the wrong path for a piece but now the holy spirit is calling you and he's saying don't delay set your heart toward the righteous highway get back in line with jesus so that the promises of god can be fulfilled in your heart and in your life jesus loves you now back to our reading when giant despair got up early in the morning and began walking up and down in his fields he came across christian and hopeful asleep on the ground with a grim and surely voice surly voice he told them to awake and ask them who they were and what they were doing on his property they told him they were pilgrims that they had lost their way i talked with a precious brother yesterday who had a dream It was a dream about another brother. And in this dream, devil dogs, powerful and strong, came leaping at them. One brother stood his ground, simply lifted up his heart to Jesus. But the devil dogs got in between he and the other brother, and they began to drive him off of the right way. And as they drove him, threatening his life, he went to a house on the side, a mansion, a place where a man can fulfill his own dreams, a place where a man can have his own way, a place where a man is not disciplined by God. And to escape the devil dogs, he went into that house. That was the dream. Soon afterward, this man left the National Prayer Chapel Driven by his own dreams, driven by his own needs. And sure enough, he soon lost his children to the devil. And his dreams have not been fulfilled. His heart is still empty. He got on the wrong road. And that road led him to darkness, to his own road to his own dreams of ministry not to what God wanted for him there is a giant despair and those who dwell with giant despair have anger and rage in their hearts and the giant despair comes to torment to condemn I want to say to you today Are you on the right road are you on the devil's ground is your heart filled with bitterness and anger is there condemnation and recrimination are you biting the people around you are you filled with sadness then you're on the wrong road get back to the right road where the promises of god become effective and powerful don't dwell with the giant despair he's a he's an evil and wicked man even though he has a mansion Your dreams will not be fulfilled there. For the promises of God are nullified in the devil's house with the demon dogs that drive you. They told him that they were pilgrims and that they had lost their way. And the giant said, This night you have trespassed on my property by trampling and and laying on the grounds and therefore you must come with me. So they were forced to go because he was stronger than they. The pilgrims also had little to say for themselves, knowing that they were at fault. The giant therefore drove them before him and forced them into his castle, where Christian and hopeful soon found themselves in a dark and nasty and stinking dungeon. Here they lay from Wednesday morning till Saturday night, without one bit of bread or drop of water or ray of light or anything to inquire anyone to inquire about them some of you today are dwelling in that dark dungeon where you have become hopeless in despair you are not fed the word of god you're not being nourished by the blood of jesus or the broken body of jesus and you are pitiful and poor and blind and naked lukewarm despairing of life christian had double the sorrow he was constantly reminded that it was his ill-advised counsel that had created this present disaster giant despair had a wife whose name was distrust when he had gone to bed he told his wife that he'd taken a couple of prisoners and cast them into the dungeon for trespassing on his grounds distrust inquired about the prisoners identities their homeland and destination he told them they were pilgrims bound for the celestial city she advised him beat them without mercy and so when he arose in the morning He went out and found a short thick club made from a crab tree and then he went down into the dungeon where christian and hopeful were imprisoned and there he began to berate them ranting at them as if they were dogs as i as i read this the holy spirit is saying to me this is your experience some of you are experiencing this right now you have people ranting at you like you were dogs. And you have no defense because you know you left the right road and went to the wrong road. You know you're not walking clean in the, in the work of Jesus Christ to cleanse you from all present sin. You know you're walking in sin today. And you know your heart says you must be clean before God. and giant despair pounced upon them and beat them mercilessly the beating was so bad that when it was finally over they were unable to help themselves or even get up off the dungeon cold stone floor some of you have been beaten by the devil until you are hopeless you have tried as hard as you can to be righteous and you've not been able to accomplish it Only the promises of God can set you free. Only getting back on the right road will bring relief to your pain and to the anguish of your heart. Feeling satisfied with the torment he had inflicted, giant despair withdrew, leaving the two prisoners to console each other in their misery and to mourn the rest of the day with sighs and bitter lamentations in their distress the next night distrust discovering that the prisoners were still alive advised giant despair to counsel them to take their own lives so when morning came the giant went to them in a surly manner as before and seeing that they were very sore from the previous day's beatings he told them that since they were never likely to come out of the dungeon their only way of escape would be to make an end of themselves with either a knife or rope or poison for why, he said, should you choose life, seeing it is attended with such bitter, bitter pain and sorrow? Until you come to that hopeless end of yourself, you will just be surviving and barely that, unless you eat fully of the delicacies of the devil's table and are utterly deceived and confounded and then I can tell you there will be no joy in your heart and there will be no presence of God in your life some of you listening to this broadcast today understand perfectly what I'm saying to you your heart is filled with despair you've just about given up hope that your life can ever change and be different I want to tell you today There is life for you with Jesus. There is peace and love and joy. There is provision with Jesus. But you must come to an end of yourself even as Christian and hopeful have come to an end of themselves. They ask him instead to let them go hearing their humble requests he scowled and rushed to make an end of them himself however before he could lay hands upon them he fell into one of his fits it happened occasionally that in sunshiny weather giant despair lost for a time the use of his hand being thus affected at this time the giant withdrew and left them to consider their predicament and the prisoners considered whether it was best to take his counsel or not And this is why, and this is what they said to each other. Brother, said Christian, what shall we do? The life that we now live is miserable. For my part, I do not know which is best, to live like this or to die and escape this misery. My soul chooses strangling rather than life, and the grave seems more desirable desirable than the dungeon shall we be ruled by the giant hopeful suggested indeed our present condition is dreadful and death would be a relief but still let us consider that the lord of the country to which we are going has said you shall not murder and if not to another man how much more then are we forbidden to take the giant's counsel to kill ourselves Besides, he who kills another can only commit murder upon a body, but for someone to kill himself is to kill body and soul at the same time. Besides, my brother, you talk about the ease of the grave, but have you forgotten the hell to which murders go? I want to stop and just make a side note i was listening to a national broadcast they were counselors and a caller called in and said if i commit suicide will i be lost for eternity and they said to this woman have you accepted jesus christ as your lord and savior yes then you are a christian yes then you are forever saved And nothing you do can cause you to be lost. You are saved eternally. So she repeated her question. Then if I kill myself, am I saved? And she was tearful. She was sorrowful. She was very upset. And they said to her, We're very concerned for you. We do not want you to kill yourself. But yes, a person who commits suicide and is saved will be saved in the end. I shuddered with horror at their wicked answer, at the lying answer they gave this precious woman. I immediately began to pray that the Lord would confound the wisdom that was foolishness and darkness and wickedness from these so called Christian counselors. I pleaded with Jesus to save this precious woman, that she would know that if she committed suicide, she was going to go to hell. I'm sorry. I'm not going to compromise the word of God. A person who commits suicide is a person who refuses to an end of themselves so that they can come to Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, not suicide. And to counsel such a person is to utterly deceive them. And her blood, if she committed suicide, is on the hands of these men who were counsellors, so called. He continues, for no murder has eternal life. Let us consider again that the outcome of this is not in the hands of giant despair. Other prisoners, like us, as far as I can tell, who have been captured by the giant, have managed to escape. Who knows but that God, who made the world, may soon cause giant despair to die, or that the giant may forget to lock us in, or that he may have another one of his fits and lose the use of his limbs. If that ever happened again, I am determined to gather all my courage and try my utmost to escape. I was a fool not to not to attempt an escape during his first fit. So, my brother, let us be patient and endure for a little while longer. The time may come when we have an opportunity to escape, but let's not murder ourselves. Now, I hope you understand that all of his reasoning was empty human reasoning, and there is no deliverance in that empty reasoning his conclusion is right let's not commit suicide but his reasons are not biblical salvation is not by chance deliverance is not by chance i don't care what the hard situation you're in today it is not going to change by chance only the lord god of heaven can change your circumstances Hopeful's words helped calm Christian's mind. And so they continued together in the dark that day in their sad and doleful condition. That evening, the giant went down into the dungeon again to see if his prisoners had taken his counsel, but he found them still alive, though barely. Since the prisoners had had no bread or water and were badly wounded from the beating, they could do little but breathe. Their weak breath was all the sign of life needed to send the giant into a frenzy of rage, and he told them that since they had disobeyed his counsel, it would be worse with them than it would have been. They would wish they had never been born. At this they trembled greatly, and Christian fell into a faint. When he recovered, they renewed their discourse about the giant's counsel and whether they should take it or not christian seemed inclined toward accepting the giant's advice but hopeful was not willing and made his second reply to christian as follows my brother he said don't you remember how valiant you have been in the past apollyon could not crush you nor were you defeated by all the things you heard and saw or felt in the valley of the shadow of death consider all the hardship and tear and bewilderment "'you have already gone through, and now you're full of fear. "'Don't you see that, though I am a far weaker man than you by nature, "'I inhabit this dungeon with you? "'The giant has wounded me as well "'and has cut off my bread and water as well as yours.' I also mourn without light, but let us exercise a little more patience. Remember how you conducted yourself in front of the men at Vanity Fair and were afraid neither of chain nor the cage nor even bloody death. So let us, at least to avoid the shame that is unbecoming of a Christian, bear this with patience as well as we can. That night, as giant despair went to bed, His wife asked him about the prisoners, and if they had taken his counsel. He replied, they are sturdy rogues, and they would rather endure tremendous hardship than to do away with themselves distrust replied take them into the castle yard tomorrow show them the bones and skulls of those whom you've already killed make them believe that before the week's end you will tear them to pieces just as you have done to their fellows before them so when the morning came the giant took his prisoners into the castle yard and showed them the bones and the skulls according to his wife's instruction these he said were pilgrims just as you are and they too trespassed on my grounds just as you have done and when i saw fit i tore them to pieces i will do the same to you within ten days go now back down to your den with that he beat them all the way down to the dungeon where they lay all day that saturday in their misery as they had done before now when night had fallen And when distrust and her husband had gone to bed, they resumed their conversation about the prisoners, and the old giant wondered why he could not, by his blows or his counsel, bring Christian and hopeful to an end. His wife replied, "'I fear that they live in hope that someone will come to rescue them, or perhaps they have picklocks hidden by which they hope to escape.' well oh, do you think so my dear asked the giant i'll search them in the morning around midnight christian and hopeful began to pray and continued to almost the break of day to understand this allegory is saying in the darkest hour they began to pray now they're coming close to the answer to the agony of their soul they begin to pray they don't just pray a little prayer they pray continually until just before the break of day and shortly before the sun came up good christian as one half amazed broke out in this passionate speech what a fool i am to lie in a stinking dungeon when i might instead walk at liberty i have a key in my bosom called promise that i believe will open and and unlock any door in doubting castle he has a promise he has a key do you have that key in your heart Have you filled your heart with the Word of God so that the promise is good and promise is faithful? You don't need to walk in despair, hopelessness, misery. You don't need to walk in anger. You don't need to walk in sin and wickedness. We don't overcome sin by white-knuckling it. We don't overcome sin through self-improvement or positive affirmations. We overcome the devil by the power of the promises granted to us by Jesus Christ. Hopeful responds, That is good news, good brother. Take it out. Let's try it. Christian pulled it out of his bosom. Now in the time we have left, I'm going to finish this brief part But today, if you are struggling and you need to be reminded and you need someone to pray for you, I welcome you to call this broadcast and share. And I will pray for you. I'll pray the promise of God for you. Call me at 877-534-0780. Again, our number in studio And our producer today is Mia, a wonderful, wonderful person. She'll answer your call, and she'll forward that call to me, 877-534-0780. If you need someone to pray for you, would you quickly call right now? And I'm going to be happy to pray with you. Are you walking on the right path? Or are you walking in the wrong path? Are you walking in despair and hopelessness? Are you walking on the right path, but you're still in despair because the promises haven't yet been answered? <laughs> Let me pray with you today. Christian pulled the key out of his bosom, and he began trying to unlock the dungeon door the door's bolts as he turned the key came loose and the door flew open with ease christian and hopeful both came out then christian went to the outer door that leads to the castle yard and with his key opened that door also after that he went to the iron gate now please there will always be an iron gate And the iron gate does not open quickly or easily with the promise of God. It may take a year. It may take two years. I've been praying a prayer of faith for revival in Washington, D.C. now for more than 40 years. But my key is solid and sound. It has not broken, and I am continually working on that iron gate. And I'm standing on God's promises in Scripture, and I'm standing on the promises He's made to me in visions and dreams. Revival is coming to Washington, D.C. And for those of you who say there's no place in Scripture where a final revival is announced, I say to you, you're wrong. In Matthew 24, there is one last great proclamation of the gospel. And in Revelation 14... There are 3 angels that fly in the sky providing the last gospel cry. I want to be a part of that. Some iron gates don't own, don't open quickly or easily. Some only open with prayer and fasting and standing by faith and commanding in the name of Jesus that the mountain be removed to the depths of the sea. And then you walk in righteousness with Jesus, waiting upon him in good faith, in great hope, in wonderful expectation. For the iron gate has to be opened before you can be free. I've stood at the iron gates and anointed them with oil. I've proclaimed them open. I will not be turned aside. I will not be told no, for Jesus has said yes. And so I pray constantly Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven thy will be done in washington dc as your will is done in heaven for the lord jesus has many people in this city that love him but are walking in darkness and sin and despair who are walking as friends of the world who are walking on the dark side who are hanging with the world and trying to hang with the worldly modern church I pray constantly for you. He went to the iron gate, for that also had to be opened. Though the lock was very hard, the key still opened it. There is no gate, there is no iron gate that the promises of God cannot and will not open. We serve a God who is faithful, who is just, who is true, who is merciful, who is kind, who is long-suffering. If you're walking in misery, emotional, spiritual, physical, financial, relational, Stand on the promises of God, and that iron gate will have to open. If you're standing by faith for the salvation of your husband or your wife, you're standing by faith for your marriage. I was deeply distressed this last week. A woman called a national broadcast, and she said, I've been married for eight years. My husband has addictions with alcohol and drugs. I've tried everything I know. And now he's decided to go to a far city to work, and I need to stay here with my children. What should I do? They asked her many questions, and finally their advice was, Seek an attorney to force your husband to pay you the support you'll need. I thought these men who call themselves Christian counselors don't know the first thing about Jesus Christ. The answer that they should have given this woman was, tell us about your walk with Jesus. What has he said to you? What promises of scripture are you standing on? What is your prayer life like? Are you walking in known sin or or will Jesus answer your prayers? He will not answer your prayer if you're walking in known sin and rebellion against him. You must walk in the gates of righteousness. But they didn't go to that deep place of the spirit where Jesus could be released to save this husband and save this marriage. Instead they went to humanism calling themselves Christians. I'm so angry righteous anger at the wickedness of what the humanistic so-called christian counselors are passing out to people and i know many years ago i went and was certified as a as a christian counselor as a psychotherapist i've utterly renounced it it is devoid of life my professor who taught the course in Christian life in seminary. The first thing he said to us is, you men are going to have to put away any idea that you can counsel your people to just pray and God will answer their prayers. You need to learn how to be a Christian counselor with psychotherapy. That man was dead wrong. I've now walked in Pastoral ministry for more than 40 years. I've counseled countless couples. I've seen many marriages totally restored. Those that were not restored were because they would not walk in the way of Jesus Christ. They were unwilling to repent of their sin and turn from darkness. The ones who were willing to say, We will do what Jesus tells us to do, every one, their marriage was rescued and built once more on a solid foundation of biblical promise and teaching, with Jesus Christ standing between the husband and the wife. I said to a man this morning, he testified that they have had. 46 years I think of marriage happy marriage I know why they've been happy they've had Jesus standing between them that lock was very hard on that iron gate but the the key still opened it then they thrust open the gate to make a speedy escape but the gate as it opened made a loud cranking noise creaking it awakened the giant despair and he rose hastily to pursue his prisoners but just then suffered another of his fits which made his limbs fail and ended his pursuit Do you want to see God step into your life and work miracles for you? Do you want the supernatural to function in your life? Then you're going to have to walk in righteousness before God by faith in His promises. Those promises are sure. You can trust the promises of God. Christian and hopeful pressed on eagerly and came to the king's highway where they were safe because they were out of giant despair's jurisdiction. Are you in the devil's jurisdiction today? Are you walking in the lust of your flesh and the pride of your life? Are you walking, hanging with the world and enjoying the wickedness of the world? Or are you sold out for Jesus, transformed into his likeness, Are you walking in despair? Does the giant despair have you in his dungeon today? There is only one release and that is repentance and standing on the promises of God. And then watch the supernatural as God will step into your life and begin to work miracles, opening that iron gate that no man can open but Jesus alone and bring deliverance to you that only Jesus can bring to you. They went back over that stile. They began to consider what they should do to warn other pilgrims after them who might enter the stile and take pris- be taken prisoner by giant despair. They agreed to erect a pillar engraving it with this sentence, Over this stile is the way to Doubting Castle which is kept by giant despair, who despises the king of the celestial country and seeks to destroy his holy pilgrims. Many, therefore, who followed after read what was written, and they escaped the danger. Having done this, Christian and hopeful sang a song. The words were, out of the way we went and then we found what twas to tread upon forbidden ground and let them that come after have a care lest heedlessness make them as we to fare lest they for trespassing his prisoners are whose castle doubting and whose names despair. That was a reading from This wonderful book, The Pilgrim's Progress, after which we've named this broadcast. Edited by C.J. Lovick. Written by John Bunyan. (laughs) Are you on the devil's ground today? Do you think you're on no man's land? No man's land is truly the devil's land there is no such thing as no man's land you're either on the land of the lord jesus christ walking in faith and victory or you're walking on the devil's ground walking in despair and sorrow downcast worrying he calls you today to claim the promises of scripture to leave the dungeon of despair by using the key of promise mark eleven twenty three and 24 john 15 the passage i just read with you verse 7 if you remain in me and my words remain in you ask whatever you wish and it will be given you this is my father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples god bless you my brother my sister you're listening to pilgrim's progress i'm pastor ray greenley that's our broadcast for today. Invite a friend to listen. Go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. That's nationalprayerchapel.com. I love you, my brother, my sister. I'm praying for you. I'll talk to you soon. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling into